1: All Pro Lines the podcast, everybody. Good day to you. This feels like the kind of day where we listen to a little extra of the intro music. That's what it feels like. thanks for being here everybody we appreciate you we love you uh, it's it's good to be here i i'm i am i am good i'm being grateful today i've got i've got some good things going on in my world and i'm happy that it's all uh you know just uh it's a little cliche but i i'm feeling grateful i went to um well first of all uh, everything's okay with the hurricane and or the earthquake and i've got a couple of texts from people are you okay and i i get these alerts with the phone and it's like the the world is exploding out there don't go out it's dangerous and i look out the it's like a bill hicks bit i look up War, death, destruction, AIDS, homelessness. And look out the window. It's literally like I i didn't even need an umbrella. It's weird how little it affected us here in this direct area. That is, I don't mean to minimize. I know there's things that happen elsewhere, but they need to do a better job of warning us with the scary warnings that are not even close to being what's happening in the immediate area that you're in. Um, I actually went and played cards for a while. It was just like nothing going on. Uh, went and ran some errands, got some school supplies, did all the regular life stuff, and it was like needed an umbrella some of the time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, also, <laughs> also thought it was funny. I got an earthquake alert. Run for your lives. Shelter in place. Hide under a table. And I look at it, and it says nine minutes ago. Well, I didn't really. That's not right. Really <laughs> that's not really very helpful for me uh so whatever it's fine hillary was a little disappointing must have been those emails uh but uh i did a show i did two shows on saturday in bakersfield california and i was anxious because i have had a very cushy summer and i'm grateful for that too i went to greece i went to key west with glenn I went to Colorado with friends I went back to Atlanta to help some help do some stuff and see mom and hang with my bro and see some buddies and I've been doing some radio things and working on stuff here and there and book and get but largely I've had a very like cushy professional life the last couple months so I was rusty as fuck, and I was you know when you're a comic there's I've been doing it forever. So it's in my bones and it's somewhat natural to me, but it's also far away when you haven't done it for a while. And it's like anything you, you fade, some of your skills fade and the the words aren't on the tip of your tongue. It's, it's hard to lean in with the swagger and the confidence and the timing that it requires to hold the attention of a hundred plus people in a comedy environment. So I was a little anxious about it all. And, had a i had a partnership deal with the local affiliate in bakersfield and they crushed it and the club did well and i did well and we sold out the first show and the second one was pretty full and the audiences were amazing and i did sweat a little i did have a couple beats where the words weren't quite where i want them to be quickly enough but uh i remembered my act and i i did all the homework i've been working on the dry bar special going to tape a dry bar special in about a month in Provo. If you're in the Utah area, please come see me. I would so love to have some people who already know and like me in the audience for the taping. That would really be great. Um, So I've been thinking a lot about the dry bar special. I kind of ran that set with a couple couple of exceptions. I leaned into a uh cuss word or a little edgy part that I'm going to have to leave out. But I, I did a lot of the homework on that. And I listened to my act and I thought a lot about it. And I talked to myself in the car the whole drive. And I also ran all the football jokes. Uh, and I also did some new stuff I've never done, which is, it was cool to have all of that in the same. And the crowds were amazing. And I sold a sea of koozies and everyone was thrilled. The station, the club, the made some good money and it's just it was just a pleasure i just i drove back and it was kind of lucky with the timing with the weather i basically drove up there at one o'clock it's a couple hour drive i did the two shows and i drove home and i got home right about 2 a.m and the rain from hillary started about 7 a.m so i got home i got to sleep it's just life's good i've had a lot of time with the kids lately and the little one is a bit of a, you know, she's challenging some boundaries and tricky sometimes. And the rest of the time, she's a glorious uh, pleasure to be with. So and the big one is, of course, a cool chick now. So anyway, too much ramble for me, but life's good and I appreciate it. Uh, we got a few people in here. What's up, Jerry, Ryan? Appreciate you guys uh, coming and uh, saying hello. If, if you are listening to this and you don't know. Uh, we do it live on Facebook Live uh, at 11:30 Pacific on Mondays. That's our current time slot. Uh, next week we're going to skip one more. I have one week off, and then it's every week through the Super Bowl. So next week we're off, and then uh, we'll do we're doing every other week in August, and then uh, and that's weekly. I'm excited, man. I mean, I am such a fantasy dork. I am. I just signed up for some more best ball tournaments. I just I am such a fan of it is so fun do the slow drafts each pick takes you well he doesn't take usually it's pretty quick in some cases it's pretty quick but you get eight hours to make your pick so you could be in the middle of work or whatever you're doing or sleeping and then when you get a sec you check your phone you're like oh well look at Chase Claypool still available here in the 13th round or whatever it's it's fun I I just love it I uh the king of all best ball is of course uh uh <laughs> why am i blanking on it? it's so stupid it's their sponsor <laughs> underdogfantasy.com and if you use the promo code all pro lines they'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks so put in 100 you got 200 in there you're playing around you're doing fun stuff they also have season-long uh overs and unders for lots of stuff pat mahomes yards and Kirk Cousins touchdowns, and you could done all kinds of crazy stuff. It's really cool. Ron Schultz jumping in here, awesome. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Danny Johnson, a friend of the podcast, uh, been on the show. Uh, good to see you, man. Um, so yeah, underdog fantasy. Use the promo code AllProLines. It's awesome. I got gigs coming up. I I I did a little extra, like put some gigs in, make sure we got the gigs, and get my chops up before I do the taping. So. I'm going to do Toledo, Youngstown, and Dayton, all Ohio here coming up, and then I'm going to Albuquerque right before my uh, uh, taping, and then Provo is the big taping, and then at the weekend after that, I'm doing Redding, Chico, and Talent, Oregon, so that area, Pacific Northwest. So if you're out there, come see me. I've—I uh, suppose these things are debatable, but I think I've never been better. Uh it's it's been fun. I'm really enjoying being a comic and I'm excited that I got a bunch of cool gigs on the on the docket here coming up. Uh I have rambled quite a lot. Let's do some uh let's do some jokes. That seems like something we should do. <laughs> the 2 minute drill. <laughs> LA is weird, man. There's a strike now against artificial intelligence. You, wait, you got artificial breasts and lashes and lips and foreheads and cheekbones and asses, but you draw the line in intelligence? Wait. First of all, there's a branding problem with this. Artificial intel. You can't put artificial in the name of the thing. You certainly can't open with it. You can't call them artificial titties. That's a stupid construct. So a lot of talk about artificial. It is. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit for the joke, but it is part of what they're fighting about here in L.A. Uh, the whole industry is shut down, man. This place is weird. I drive around, I go get some toothpaste, and there's a picket line. And You, you know, I support, I support the writers in particular because I feel like I'm, you know, I'm one of them, uh, at least in spirit, and... Uh, And the actors, too. I I think they're right. Uh, But it is a tricky balance. And Anyway, so I've been obsessed with this whole story. And I went to chat GPT and I asked him to write me a football joke. You ready for this? What did the football player, why did the football bring string to the game? Because he wanted to tie up the score. Yeah, it was just a sea of these. I kept asking in different ways. Why did the football team go to the bakery? Because they needed a role model. This is what the computer writes when you ask it to write you a football joke. <laughs> First off, it's interesting that they're riddles, right? They're question and answer, and every, every one of them ends with an exclamation point. It's like the computer wants you to use a rim shot on these jokes, or at least a firm lean in. And then I realized the jokes sound like they're written by a non-native English speaker. So I started reading them in the accent of Yakov Smirnov, and it became a lot more fun. Why did Tom Brady go to the bakery? To get his daily bread, just like his Super Bowl wins, always fresh and plenty. That is an actual joke that GPT wrote for me. Why did the team go to the bank? To get their quarterback. Huh? What a country. Those are actual jokes. Um, so someday these things are going to get better and better and better at what they are. But right now my job is safe. I am, <laughs> I am, I am not worried <laughs> about, about AI taking my job just yet. Uh, Saints tight end Jimmy Graham was arrested after he was found wandering in traffic. Jimmy Graham is too old to play football. He should run for Congress or President. Peyton Manning's returning to the University of Tennessee as professor. For the first time, his head shape will match his job. So that's good. I hope, I hope it's not a geography class. The answer to every question will be Omaha. Where does Warren Buffett live? Omaha! Where, where was the ski lift invented? Omaha! Where is the world's largest ball of stamps? Omaha! What's the capital of Nebraska? Omaha! No, it's Lincoln! I tricked at home. I know I did. Aaron Rodgers is the star of this year's Hard Knocks. Thank God that guy's finally getting some attention. (laughs) He's a thoughtful gentleman. Now that he's with the Jets, we should call him Broadway Joe Rogan. Does Does New York really need some conspiracy theories about Jets to pile on with at this point? Is that what they need? That's not what they need. And the player who's the subject of the movie The Blind Side said his adoption was a lie. Hollywood Fred's the truth. I'm blindsided. It's disgusting for a couple to let a young athlete live with them so they can make a ton of money. That's the job of a university. (laughs) And with that, we'll bring in the man who wrote that last joke. Brian Miller, everybody. Hey, hello. Hey, buddy. Good good to see you.
2: Yeah, the season is so close.
1: Look at us. We both have green backgrounds. Oh, yeah. We're very football it's it's happening it's all happening it is i haven't talked in a while. how's life
2: not bad i was just at the alternating currents uh comedy festival in iowa that was pretty fun did some That's shows
1: an interesting title. what does that mean
2: uh it's a comedy and music and art uh so they had some bands playing down there everything was free uh... every show in town was free and there were shows going on every day from like three o'clock to my last show ended at 1 30 uh, in the morning wow what yeah. city was that davenport iowa Chris Schlichting uh, was involved, our uh, pal from the Renwick Mansion.
1: I know Chris Schlichting and I know Davenport. That's cool. I love, that's the, that's a little teeny tiny taste of uh, Edinburgh, right? It's like all day long, lots of different things happening all over the city. That's cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Did I lose you? I said something boring. Brian's struggling with a technical something. I can't hear you. Can you unmute yourself maybe? No, you look handsome, but I can't hear you at all. There you are. No, I lost you again. Do something different. You're, it says you're muted on the screen for me. Can you unmute yourself, like on the computer, instead of on the? No, I, can't, I hear nothing. How's that? That's much better.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> all right. <A> little technical. <laughs> It, I'm literally taking this computer
2: into the shop tomorrow.
1: For real. It's, it's fun to see you because I can literally see the panic on your face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah the people just listening don't get to see me going. <laughs> oh, I'm, i gonna try this. I'll try this. I,
1: try this, and I can I can literally see your mouth. Can you hear me now? And I go, no. Uh, no yeah. In my head, no uh so that sounds like a great festival it, sounds it, cool, was. it was a lot of
2: fun and i'm going to uh, i mean sort of a plug dude later but uh i'm going to louisville for the uh, the caravan this weekend
1: oh i weasled you in there
2: you did so i got five shows at the caravan thursday friday saturday in louisville so come that on out, louisville. it's
1: got a lot of heart it's it's not pretty on the inside don't look at it with the lights on but it's been there it's been it there, there since like 81 or something and uh, it's got all the history baked into it, and the crowds are nice, and the layout is good. It's a little gritty, and it's cool. You'll enjoy it, man.
2: Nice. Uh, Gabe Kia was on that festival from Cincinnati, and he had just been there and said it was a great time. I know that name. How do I know Gabe Kia? Big old tall fella, redhead. Been, been in Cincy for like fifteen years.
1: Wow, that's. I usually I'm good at this game. I'm getting old or something. Funny guy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So go see, uh, go see Brian in Louisville. And come see me in Ohio. Uh, next month I'll be in Toledo. I mean, you know, oh, you're, you're the next month, not next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically,
2: you know, Ohio-Louisville, not that far. You could, you know, if it was the same weekend, someone that's could... That's
1: right. Uh, Especially Dayton's kind of close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do... Uh, we can dive into a couple of a couple of the segments that we do here. We can do this, right? Let's let's. This is a little bit. I'm, I'm pressing this a little bit. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. Glenn's best work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still can't
2: believe he sings it live behind you every time.
1: He's right here. That he's, dedicated. Yeah, he's, he's over here drinking and singing. It wouldn't uh, wouldn't put it past him. We should get. It, we should make him do it live when he comes on next time. Oh, absolutely, you should. <laughs> um, uh, this one's a little stretch. This is sort of shoehorning it into the segment. But uh, I was I I was surprised to discover. Uh, let me, uh, let's 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 quiz you a little bit. What's the over under on the win totals for the falcons and vikings this season the vikings win total is 9.5 uh
2: the falcons win total is 7.5
1: that's it's almost exactly what i would have guessed sure and the answer is kind of weird because they're both 8.5 Hmm. Right? It's not
2: know that 85 seems so wrong for the Vikings? It's that whatever the Falcons win total is, it's worse. How could it be the same for those two teams? I know Minnesota's going to have a regression. I know last year you're not going to win that many one-score games. Right. But I mean, we're playing we're playing plenty of kind of enough weak sauce teams that like 8 shouldn't be hard to get I to agree.
1: your division is a is a pile of shit right now with you know because Aaron Rodgers is gone the scary monster has left the building and
2: the Bears are a year away from being good still
1: I think that's true and I think that I mean people talk about the Lions but I, you gotta show it to me first I mean people
2: are kind of willing the Lions into a powerhouse spot because it's just it's like every year at March Madness you know but whatever whoever's the 33rd ranked team or whatever whoever's like the worst seed you know people are like i don't know i think gonzaga could go all, whatever whatever <laughs> small school it is it's like yeah because it's dramatically interesting but like it's probably gonna be somebody in like the top eight that's still an underdog you know everyone's trying to the vikings are, or the lions are okay now and that's great because they were terrible they didn't win a game a few seasons ago not one game so I, yeah. But like, just the idea that Aaron Rodgers leaves and then Dan Campbell just because he like drinks enough coffee can like make the Lions go fourteen and three is preposterous.
1: <laughs> I agree with you. I think I think we want them to be good so badly, and their fan base deserves it so much. And it would be a fun story to have that we they we're willing it. I don't think they're that good yet. I don't.
2: Jared Goff I mean, is their quarterback. That's what's funny is the people who will give the Vikings a crap win total go eight five. Well, don't forget you got Kirk Cousins under center. It's Like, yeah, you're telling me that Kirk Cousins isn't better than Jared Goff—that's absurd. Well, that's what I was
1: gonna say. Like, that's the thing about the Vikings. Like, that they probably have right now the best quarterback in the division and yep. about the eleventh best quarterback in the league. Like, yep. that's a totally. That's a good – that could be a good team. Their, With the number offense, one receiver, we, number two receiver in the NFL. And number two, uh, Jordan Addison. we put him up there already?
2: Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, Jefferson's one or two. I would say Jefferson's up there. You know, um, the old boy from uh, Green Bay went to the Raiders. Uh, uh, yeah. Devontae Adams. Adams is really good. Jamar Chase. And JJ, I think those are the, those are probably my three top, you know, Cooper cup. Eh, I don't not quite maybe. Don't yeah. Know. I'll buy all that.
1: AJ Brown. You could throw in there. A
2: J Tyree Brown. Could them, I mean, yeah. Nobody would deny that Jefferson is like, if you, if you, if you make an argument for him as one, people are going to go, well, maybe, you know, he's a strong candidate. Yeah. And so sure. we get with decent, you know, I think Addison could be, a, could be solid. I'm excited about see Addison. And then KJ Osborne who's our WR three. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a great three. When Jefferson, if you got Jefferson and a solid two, so if Addison can kind of pick up the slack where Thielen left off before he got a little too old, uh, I mean the big problem with the with the Vikings, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I go under versus over on that eight five because I don't think that eight five is crazy. Their offensive line sucks, and there is no indication right now that that offensive line has gotten better. And I, th- I think they might have worked themselves into a situation where. You have the, your main weapon is a passing attack that is literally, it's like you can never get the bullet in the gun in time. Yeah. yeah Kirk Cousins is, is good and J- Jefferson's great. But if, if Kirk Cousins has, you know, two thirds of a second to hold the ball, like what, what's Jefferson supposed to do about that?
1: Right. Yeah. I agree. I, yeah. I thought you said one and two. I thought you were jumping on the Jordan Addison train. Oh, no, not that. No, not that. Way. I mean, hey, he,
2: he could be very good. I'm very excited to see him. And I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity. But I don't think he's going to be like Jefferson Part 2. I think kind of like kind of like the way that Packers fans have just weirdly come to assume that you draft a guy and he's like top five because they had two great quarterbacks in a row. Um, yeah. I know they didn't draft far, but same thing. Um uh, I, I feel Vikings fans have gotten spoiled. It's like, well, we got Diggs, and we lost Diggs. So then we got Jefferson. So then we got another guy, and he'll he'll be like Jefferson. It's like, mm, that's not how that works usually. He's very fast. He likes to drive fast, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he said it was, he was like, his dog was sick. He had a great excuse. He Come had on. a great excuse, which is like, if I'm not, not saying it was accurate at all, but it was smart to pick a dog thing.
1: Am I not mistaken? Am I mistaken in thinking it's a, it's a, it was a Lamborghini SUV? Is that the, to me, that was the takeaway. Like, oh, what? I didn't, oh, I, don't, I didn't see that detail. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> I mean, here's the good thing. We know he had no drugs or alcohol in his system. Cause after you're driving 140, they're checking. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> want to know. Yeah. They, they plan to take you immediately to jail. Right. Yeah, so the fact that I was like, well, he didn't have a gun and he didn't have uh, drugs or a booze in his system because he there's no way they would have let that slide. So, oh. so then you know, you know I, I'm not defending, you know, who among us 20 didn't time timer 2 see how fast we could get a car to go. We just didn't have the kind of car that would get to 140. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's
2: right. You know, I mean, cuz some people I I definitely took a car over 100 miles an hour just to see if I could. And it was like a Honda Civic. but you know, That was, was way smiling. more dangerous how fast than a go.
1: Lamborghini SUV at 140.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's probably my, exactly. That I was like a country road with deer standing on the side or whatever. So, like, I'm not saying it's great. But, I mean, like, I'm I'm not ready to go, uh, oh, he's a cancer <laughs> on the league. You know,
1: like, he has a lead foot. Like, you know, there's a no, good chance. Right. We'll see. No drugs. Didn't beat up his yeah. girlfriend. Not drink. He's a choir boy by any.
2: That's the thing. is, the other People talk about, you know. They talk about the, the crime stuff in the NFL is overplayed. Not that there's not some real jerks, but like, like you hear about all these NFL players. It's like, well, there's there's 53 of those guys versus eight guys on a basketball team. So just right. like right, right off the bat, the multiple there should be six or seven times more crimes in the NFL, purely right. right. based on the numbers. And then you add the fact that a lot of NBA players are in their 30s. Most NFL players are in their 20s. Like it's such a fast league that we we think of the old guys who are still there. But yeah. what percentage of the league on an active roster on any given day is under 27? Prime yeah. dumb decision age.
1: Yeah, you're right. And and also, we think about the life that they've led to get to this point. In most cases, they have been absolute athlete rock stars since yeah. they were 10. They've been coddled. They've been pushed through. They kind of let things slide for them. You know, They're big stars in high school. They're big stars in college. And they're handed a giant mountain of money and a lot of big, bright white lights and pressure. I'm surprised there's not more crazy stories.
2: You know? I, I agree. I, I I think, it. you know, the, the bad examples are, are obviously terrible, you know, but like people like it's not like it's not like nobody ever crashed a drunk driving crash like r- rugs did. You know, like it's terrible that that happened. But like I remember my wife was on a jury just a couple of weeks ago and it was a DUI trial and they asked everybody in the jury box, raise your hand if you've had a DUI. And she was like, a third of the people raised their hands. And then they said, raise your hand if you or an immediate family member has had a DUI. And she said, I was like, the only one who didn't raise my hand. You know? Right. I mean, people forget that, like, the world just looks like that. But the NFL kind of gets banged for it. And I think people are always looking for these young black guys to slip up. Uh, it's, 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 I, I find it a little bit frustrating. So I'm, okay. you know, now, again, if somebody's hitting their girlfriend or whatever, I'm no bueno. But eh, kid drives too fast. Or like, guy has weed uh i'm 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 really struggling to be
1: angry about these things yeah i totally agree i think you're right i think there's a little sliver of racism in there and there's definitely a There's definitely a big chunk of it, which is we love to see heroes fall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just
2: soup. It's a whole gumbo of
1: bad luck. They seem rich and famous and their lives are easy compared to ours. And so when they screw up with, oh, we just love that shit. Plus, the,
2: you know, usually the scolders, the finger waggers are older, right? That's an older person thing to do. And like, we're We're back back in my day. And you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the 75 Jets were up to some business too. We just didn't (laughs) hear so much about it. Like, from everything I know about the 70s, Everything was wilder. Like the drugs were wilder, the sex was wilder. Everything was weirder in the (laughs) seventies.
1: That is a good point. Wait, did you say WR for short for wide receiver? Yeah, WR (laughs) three. Actually,
2: more syllables. (laughs) You know, dude, is I've I've been editing football. So, oh, a little plug. I yeah. So I've been editing for the zone coverage, this Minnesota sports website. I just do football, and then I edit for this new site called The Noise, and um. I I read so much football writing now that like, you know, I'm putting in a lot of, you're using the same name. So you're trying to find some pronouns or whatever in the articles to like mix it up a little bit. Cause you're you know, you said, you've said Addison seven times. So you go WR2. (laughs) That's a great one. So my brain has started like working football editing.
1: Hey, I don't want to get too, too far off the subject, but talk to me. How is AI affecting your world? Is it bled into your existence at all? No. Um, well, mm, yeah, okay, here's the one way it has. So I write fiction,
2: I, I write short stories. Uh, AI doesn't write good short stories at all. It's kind of like those jokes that you read where you're like, "It's you, what do they always say about, that's the thing about a, a, a bear riding a bicycle. It doesn't really matter how well he does it. You're just
1: impressed that he's doing it at all. It's kind of like that.
0: Yeah,
1: it, that's a big way to say that. Right, it is amazing yeah. that a computer can write a joke, but they're terrible.
2: Yeah, they're undeniably jokes. Like the 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 Tom Brady, like your baker, fresh and ready. It's like, yeah, that's mathematically a joke. It's not funny, <laughs> but mathematically, it's kind of a joke. Um, yeah. But uh, uh then now uh, the AI wrote a really great joke. I hate to admit. Um, the the a guy uh, I think he wrote for the Onion or whatever was goofing around with AI, and he had AI write jokes about the war or try to write headlines for the onion and it wrote uh experts warn war in uk crane could grow more boring (laughs) and i was like that's sexually good i think that's kind of like if you throw a thousand darts at the thing with your eyes closed one's gonna hit a bullseye i don't know that it means the computer's good anyway um but what's happened in fiction writing is not that the people are using ai to write stories that are getting through but and magazines that have that pay more money, the the ones I want to get into, uh, these idiots are trying to just get the money. So they're having AI write all these stories and sending them in. And of course, you can generate these very quickly. Uh, oh, right. now, none of the stories are slipping through. But What's happening is it's choking the editors. It's like it's causing a bottleneck where they're like this magazine that used to get 300 submissions gets 1,300, and they don't know how to comb the real ones out of the AI ones. So it's making them like not take open wow. submissions that's an and stuff like problem. that. So it's more like it's not necessarily that they're making better needles, but they're making the haystack so much bigger that it makes right. it harder for you.
1: Right, right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just knocking around. My friend Jeff is kind of like a casual, you know, writer a little bit here and there on the side, and he had the beginning of a of a story that he fed it to Ed, uh, AI and AI wrote like the next few paragraphs. And he goes, it was pretty good. It kind of hurt my feelings. Like I didn't really want it to be true, but it was something. And I talked to a, um, a Hollywood writer here. It's actually the woman who wrote 80 for Brady. She's the huh? mother of one of my kids. Curiously. Oh wow. And she was saying, um, uh, one of my kids' friends, she was saying that uh, it is possible that AI will eventually you know, be good at writing something like a law and order yes. sort of episode, a construct, you can feed it, you know, 300 law and order. Two and a half
2: men or something like that. Something right. that's like, and the other, the real danger for screenwriters is adaptations. So you go, okay, well, we used to pay a guy to write an adaptation of Fight Club or a guy to write an adaptation of, you know, whatever. The Godfather was an adaptation. Well, now you just feed the novel into the thing and then it spits out a screenplay that's basically a translation of the novel. And then you just essentially edit the screenplay.
1: Right. So you would, instead of having 10 writers, you could theoretically have a very good machine and a few writers to make it human. That's you know exactly what, I mean? what you
2: do. Now, the, here's the, the, right. all of this, I would argue, is fine as long as you don't care about good art. Um, but, But yeah. all the examples I use is like. The thing about the godfather and fight club exactly fight club is a, is a really interesting book and it's a really great movie the movie's great because in the screenplay adaptation the writer the screenwriter made a few leaps that really diverged and really made it work better as a piece of cinema as opposed to a novel and, and so like that never would happen on a straight one-to-one and so on lower level stuff if you go like yeah we're making a we're making a little caper movie and it's a heist and you know it's not it's not very intricate Okay, you can make a meh caper movie, but if you want to make a great crime movie, if you want a great horror movie, and if you want to make hereditary, a computer's not going to give you hereditary. A computer's going to give you maybe Scream 6 at best.
1: Right. And not even that. I mean, certainly in the current universe, it's not going to be able to do something that good, even that good. No, it,
2: even, it, even I think in five years, it's not going to give you Scream. It, it might give you Scream 6 in five years or, you know, Friday the 13th seven or something, you know, something really formula based where it's basic slasher. But I mean, what you're as a movie fan, I'm always looking for innovation. Even if it's a little bit, that's what makes a movie. And so even that one or two little leap, that weird human thing that's almost based on error or potentially a mistake. Or you know, sometimes so you think about some movies that you watch and you go, well that seemed like a bad decision, but then it turned out really cool. But, well the computer would never make the effort or make the risk of the bad decision. Right. You know, that, that's the stuff, that, and that's what makes everything interesting. So I think that, yeah, again, maybe the biggest problem is that people start making a lot of crappy horror movies. Um, and the same problem with the submissions for the stories. Right. The the haystack gets bigger. Uh, that said, the funny part is the writers, the cheapest part of the equation. Why are we trying to replace the writer? You might as well replace the gaffer
1: for that matter. Like
2: right. what you Need is an right. A.I. movie star, not an A.I. screenwriter.
1: Yeah, so the so the writer that I was talking to about this said it's actually a scarier problem in the immediate future for the actors, because the offer on the table was for the actors to, you know, like come in, get a day rate of $85 or whatever that is, and they tape you talking and get your name and everything. And, and then extras. they make you into whatever they want forever in perpetuity for the
2: rest Which of Which is years. insane and such an <laughs> obvious violation of every version of the copyright law and humanity and everything about it is like yeah. so obviously evil. And I, I think it. that extras is the real – I mean, like I know extras like not a great job. But like they said that, oh, yeah, you get one day as an extra and they'll just CG you into the back of a coffee shop sipping coffee. But then right. also this shows the – the degradation of art in America, like the quality of art we're producing is so bad right now. The, the highs are high, but the mid-level art in America is garbage. You go back and watch, go back and pick 10 80s movies at random and watch 10 mid-grade 80s movies and they look like the best movie you've seen because they have full sets shot on location, they have bigger actors, they're shot on film, everything looks fuller and richer. And these are like... Crap, like Porky's 2 looks better than most movies made right now uh, because you watch movies right now and it looks like I am a shot at a pottery barn in front of a green screen with three fake extras stuck in the middle. They, 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 they'll CGI the smoke coming out of somebody's cigarette. Everything looks fake. It's like they don't even try to do anything practically anymore
1: yeah that's a good that's a fair compliance it's so weird
2: like burning cars is one of my least favorite cgi things where i'm like if you can't buy an 800 dollars crap car and set it on fire and film it you should not be making a movie <laughs> you know like i understand if you want to have the the, the the burj khalifa get sucked into the sky <laughs> by an alien beam you might need to fire up the computers but you see squib gunshot wound blood squirts and Flaming cars and the breath on the cold and all this crap that CGI. Right, right. It just makes everything look like a garbage VR
1: simulation. Yeah, the breath thing is. Uh, it makes me think of uh, Madden. Actually playing Madden on football.
2: <laughs> like yes. Football, so... If I if I was in charge yeah. of anything in Hollywood, the first thing I would do is I would uh, say any by penalty of death if you put CGI breath when it's cold in a scene, <laughs> because. I intellectually know that if they're wearing jackets and they're talking, I should see their breath. I'm aware of that, but I will quickly forget about that. Uh, it's suspension of disbelief. We're watching a movie. I don't. They should be sweating profusely when it's hot, and they usually don't. I forget about that too. But when right. you CGI the breath, every <laughs> single little stupid fake-looking white puff out of their mouth reminds me it's a movie. It's fake. It's a movie. Right. Right. Total movie ruiner.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. All right. So, so to complete the cycle, this has been a long way to get here. Which comes first, the Vikings over on eight and five, or the Falcons over on eight and five wins on the season?
2: Oh, the, the Vikings. The Falcons are going to be back.
1: I don't know. Their division is even worse than your division. Their
2: division is terrible, but they're back. Their quarterback is Jim Bob Three or whatever. What's his <laughs> name? What's uh, what, Desmond Ritter? Is that what? Whatever. Jim Bob Atlanta Three. No one think about how little people were excited when he was drafted and think about how little he showed us to be excited about and now he's coming
1: back and he's going to make the year 2 leap. I I think you're right. But it, there's I I just in the last week or so I've seen a couple clips of him throwing the ball and I see Bijan Robinson and I've been listening to the stats for fantasy stuff like the Falcons were the leading rusher in the league last year, and they just got a much better running back and they spent a lot of money on defense. If Ritter is manageable-ish, if he's the 20th best quarterback in the league, I think they're gonna be way better than anybody expects. I think it's possible that they're gonna be not bad.
2: I mean, I'll say this. You're you're right in that they're they're not so bad that they're gonna lose they're gonna win four or five games. Like the weird thing about the Falcons is I feel like they're just they're so, they're, they're laser focused on winning, not on uh, seven or eight games. Like they're so guaranteed to win seven or eight games, but the idea of them winning nine is, is like a crazy fantasy land. I just feel like it's like, nine. like the idea of the Falcons is like winning 10 games. is like, I would bet a thousand dollars to your hundred that they wouldn't win 10 games. They're not going to win 10 games. A thousand to my hundred. I would take that bet. I might reconsider if you're actually going to take it, but they're not going to win it. You don't have a thousand. Vikings, though, I think there's a world where the Vikings win 11 games. There's a world where the Vikings win like six. It's probably not going to happen, but their range is much wider, I think. I think um, you're right. Yeah, I think you're uh,
1: right. Because we know who they are. We know who Kirk Cousins is. We don't really know who Desmond Ritter is. No. (laughs) And I think broadly you're right. And I've been annoyed that. You know, with the division that's so bad and with all the money to spend, they fixed all their cap problems. Fucking spend the money and get a real quarterback. <clears throat> you can win Yeah, I right know. Now.
2: That's what's weird about the Falcons is it It doesn't – put it this way. You can see a world where someone's trying to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to work, but you can go, I, I see what you're trying to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: of course. Here's the, body no the rain. world.
2: I mean, like, if Desmond Ritter turns out to even be a good, like, playoff-level quarterback, everyone will be pretty surprised. What are the chances yeah. that he goes from this – to i mean think about the competition that we're playing against patrick mahomes josh allen joe burrow like we know the level it's very clear what level like i would even argue that as much yeah. as people used to be excited about deshaun watson i think deshaun watson is more of a kirk cousins level like
1: yeah he's pretty good
2: oh, sure. but i don't think he's i just don't think he's top tier
1: he's not lately but i mean that's one of the big stories it'll be fun to watch if he can kind of Get that back. I feel like he's he's having this sort of Tiger Woods moment where he can feel <laughs> everybody hating his fucking guts and it affects his game, right?
2: And he, he was also didn't play for a year and a half.
1: Right. Uh, and you know, I mean
2: and then he came back on the Browns, which is always a tricky proposition. uh yeah, yeah. and I also think he was he was very good, but I don't I never really bought him as like top three or even top five when he was playing well. Um
1: Top yeah, just I mean, statistically, he was sort of in the bottom of that top five range, you know, at his peak. But it was brief, and you know, we'll see. It was brief. We'll he
2: was see. playing with new Hopkins in a pretty weak division, you know. Like I don't know, I just, I, I, I never quite, I needed to be more convinced. And now I just think with all the stuff that's gone on and all the time that he sat, this. Is Think about it. if you took a year and a half off comp well, pandemic-wise, I guess kind of.
1: Uh, but yeah, like I did have this <laughs> experiment.
2: Well, actually I didn't. In, in fact, I it took me a year, it took me over a year to get decent at it again. So uh yeah. and I, I don't know. And so then by the time you've done that, you've kind of aged. Now the problem is his body's gotten older, but he hasn't gotten smarter, probably. You know, he hasn't certainly he hasn't been on the field to like you get, gain the experience that outweighs the decline physical decline, right? yeah i'm not saying he's like in decline yet but you know he's starting to get a little older and he's so expensive that he 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 prohibits uh some spending on the rest of the team i i think there's a world where this thing is and i think more likely than not i think a boondoggle an absolute boondoggle where a year and a half from now they realize he's not the guy and there's nothing they can do about it for years
1: oh that's I think there's a I think there's a significant chance that he turns it around and is a really good NFL player yeah, this year possible. going forward. But I'm not rooting for him. I'm rooting for Boondoggle. It would be a great story if it's. It's a- kind of
2: perfect I for think- the Browns. Like if you step back
1: and look at the bird's eye view of the Browns, it's kind
2: of an amazing. Like they really found a whole new ways to completely ruin their their thing. You know, like they, the the idea that they finally started to get kind of good and debatably, honestly, a decent team without him without uh, that kind of quarterback they could have just right. just drafted a non molester uh, <laughs> uh but instead to, to go so all in on him so confidently in such an irretrievable way with all that guaranteed money i, I mean it's just they're it, you know it, it's like uh hey i got these wax wings i'm going to see how close to the sun i can fly i'll see you guys in 10
1: minutes yeah <laughs> i don't think this is going to work out really well you're sucking up with your greek mythology reference <laughs> All right, so I will concede. I think the Vikings are more likely to hit that over, but it is going to be an interesting uh, little thing to watch this year. I was shocked to see they had the same number. I was I was going to guess nine plus nine ten for Vikings and seven eight for Falcons. Yeah, I mean nine
2: nine to nine five feels about right for the Vikings to me. I, you know, now that I think about it, eight five is not that crazy. It's just the, the Falcons seem a little high.
1: I, I think I agree, except that the division is so bad. I mean, they could easily beat the Buccaneers. They're going to be terrible. And the yeah. Panthers are going to be terrible. Yeah. And so the only team in the division that even remotely have a good quarterback. I mean, the NFC
2: um, kind of sucks in general.
1: Yeah, right. I, I really wish to... they would. I,
2: I would really like some distribution of talent across the conferences. not just because of the I mean oh like, well, well, sorry. I was, I was prepping done. for that, and I,
1: and I clicked it.
2: Nice. Please finish. Oh, oh, that was a, oh, that was a sound effect. Oh, I thought, thought you <laughs> cake rising or something like that.
1: <laughs> all right, let's 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 go ahead. And all
2: right, try. all right, kids. Put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time.
1: So I was looking at all these numbers, and I'm kind of fascinated. It, the quiz for you, have, what's a two-part? got two, two questions for you here, Brian. Uh, the highest over-under is 11 and a half, and it's a three-way oh, 18. Top. Yep. It's three teams are at 11 and a half.
2: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: Name those teams. Kansas City Chiefs. Yes.
2: Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yes. Oh, you're going to get this. San Francisco 49ers. Oh, no. The Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. I should
2: have gone Eagles. Of course. Yeah. yeah. The I Bengals to Eagle. me was
1: the hard one. The other two, I think, are very guessable.
2: Yeah. I would have, yeah. Eagles would have gone next. I mean, because I was like, well, probably not the Bills if you've got the other two up there. Bills are probably at 10, 10 and a
1: fun i'll see bills and niners are at ten and a half look at you you know your shit and then it drops down to ravens at nine and a half uh oh we got cowboys and jaguars at ten
2: well we always have to have the cowboys high god knows we gotta have the cowboys we have to expect everything from them even though they suck every year i could take under on cowboys and feel good about that oh i would take the under on the cowboys i Again, Dak, I've I've said for so long Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins that people are excited about. I don't understand. I don't know why people are quite as down on Kirk as they are, and I don't know why people are quite as high on Dak as they are.
1: They're I both hate, good. I hate agreeing with you all the time. This is driving <laughs> me bananas. I don't want to argue. <laughs> My analysis is so trenchant. It's very good. <laughs> I totally agree. I think they I think they're about the 12th best quarterback in yeah. the league and
2: yeah if you put of those guys on the eagles the eagles would have the same record with either guy basically
1: somehow um, cousins is the one that you're like ah i don't know when did you, all right how do you do you like cousins more now than you did when you watched the quarterback thing on Netflix? my
2: feelings are as mixed as ever but they're more extreme on either side so like <laughs> i more appreciate his toughness but also he quoted margaret thatcher like that was a good thing like <laughs> Like he's a bigger, he's both cooler and a bigger dipshit than I thought. Um, and I, I still, you know, I, I still think it comes down to his true Achilles' heel is big game moments. His, his, his. I don't say this because he's politically conservative, but his small C football conservatism is his Achilles' heel. It's what makes him, it's what makes him be able to do some of those great comebacks because he's talented and he's smart and he can, he can like grind you back in through these you know with this like burst of and like whatever but even when he's doing that he's often somewhat conservative but the bigger the moment gets the more conservative he gets and so he's not going to throw the 50 50 ball in the end zone to see if you win the super bowl you know he's you know i don't know that he throws the minnesota miracle pass right that was case right
1: yeah yeah that was case
2: because case will fling it man keenan would fling it and i mean he's not as good as kirk but like I, i i the thing that people say about Kirk, like he's bad in big moments, is a little overrated. But there's something to it, and his conservatism—it's what—it's what keeps him from being great. Whereas you see, you know, you see a guy who just swings his balls around a little more and just like, hey, I'm the man. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers is a jerk, but that—that that confidence, that swagger, Cam Newton swagger uh, from when you know his early days, you know, like those are the guys. I, I think Mahomes is kind of a rare thing. He's got swagger. He's certainly confident. But Mahomes is just like centered and better than everybody else.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know. Yeah. And and diplomatic and kind, yeah. and yet still has a little of that, like, I'm the fucking man. Yeah,
2: he still has that, that
1: swagger, but he has yeah, yeah, I
2: think he has it in the perfect dose. And oh I,
1: man, it's I agree.
2: He's his perfection is so I just think he's the greatest quarterback because it's not just his talent, it's like he has everything in just the right levels. If like, if you screw any of those levels up, if he's more cocky, if he's less cocky, you know, if he's you know, he's a little bit of a dork. But I think a little bit of dorkiness is good. But he's not a total right. dork. He's cool, and his players right. respect him. Like, right? It's exactly where you want him to be. I, you know, people were bagging. I, I've actually had an irritating thing where people bagging on his wife from uh, watching quarterback. Yeah, I like his wife, and I think people underrate something. He's a very centered, calm dude, and in world where it would be very hard to be calm and centered. Mm -hmm. And his wife has to have a big part of that. The fact they've been together for so long that there's just this whole wild part of his life that he's just like, kind of doesn't focus on. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm like, yes, keep being with your high school sweetheart. Have another kid, you know, bring her over. I'll make things like, you want your quarterback to be like centered by somebody like that to not to have distract. You know, people talk about, people always talk about distractions when there is the distraction. They talk about Kyler Murray's PlayStation, but they don't talk about, the guy with the cool wife or the guy with the like the chill family or that obviously that would cut the same way for a female athlete too. But just the guy with a good circumstance with the the mom and the dad who do the right stuff to like keep him from being distracted. That's what keeps you from the knucklehead stuff that throws you off track.
1: Yeah. When you, when you have him on a dynasty league, you want him to have the boring, weird wife yeah. back. of course.
2: And Kirk's good for that. I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, yeah, it's just right. that again, You wish you could turn that swag dial up just a little bit, you know, like that Yeah. That that kind of go for broke, screw it, I'm gonna do it anyway, you know. That he just doesn't have much of that as a human being.
1: He is even less scintillating as a person than I thought he was. But he is more likable because he puts his head down and he works hard and you see him go through all of the motions, all of the things and all the tape and all of the study Mm -hmm. and all of the thinking and all of the focus and that see those, those mic'd up clips of him just getting fucking hammered. And he's literally like moaning on his way back to the line. Yeah, and I I found that very compelling. It's like, all right, I think this guy is, is easy to root for, even though I don't really like him personally. Like he's not somebody I would want to hang out with.
2: I mean, he's friends with like Betsy DeVos, and he's got some weird views. And Yes, right. Yeah, I, I mean, he seems, <laughs> like, he seems like a genuinely good person, I'll say that. Not yeah, the right. kind of person I want to hang out with. Right, so like, right. If you had a flat tire, he'd help you fix it. Of If course. you needed five dollars, he'd give it to you. Like he yeah. truly seems like a, a good human being. And I, right, right. even though I disagree with him, but I, I feel like he again he's he frustrates you. But then people underrate him so much that you get defensive and you go, "No, Kirk's my guy." You know, like <laughs> he's the he's such a it's such an interesting phenomenon as a Vikings faner. You can never get too excited or too yes, but you can never be too. I, I don't know. I, I I find it just a I'm I'm just okay with being in the middle at this point, you know. I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's frustrating, but he's interesting. You take the good with the bad. Um, I could right. be watching a, so much worse football on, with so many teams than I get to. Oh, watch. Oh, I would
1: happily tra- trade your quarterbacks. I would much rather have. I've record.
2: enjoyed watching him these years. I mean, he's the best quarterback the Vikings have had since I've lived in Minnesota. You know, if you if you minus literally that one year that Favre was still pretty good, but mostly it was like a hot roster around him.
1: What about Dante Culpepper? He was so. I boring. didn't live in
2: Minnesota when Dante Culpepper. Oh. Okay. My first year here was far. Oh, so, okay. All right. so that's inside, but, but that's a, that's fifteen years. That's a right. long time.
1: It is a <laughs> so, long time. I didn't realize it's been that long.
2: So yeah, Culpepper. so fifteen years yeah. of uh, out of 50, of those fifteen years, I mean, Christian Ponder was just a nightmare. Teddy B was such a lovable guy, and I think he would have had a little better career. But in retrospect, I think people are fooling themselves if they think that without an injury, Teddy would have been much better than Kirk is now. Yeah, I think Kirk right. now was Teddy's ceiling. He's he's an easy he's a really great dude. I root for him whoever he plays for. But I, I mean, it's not like he was had the Joe Burrow trajectory. You know, he didn't even have Carson Wentz trajectory.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Of course. Oh, it's funny. I I, ran, I found a Vikings fan during the show in Bakersfield, California. This, oh, this we week. travel a while. It was a funny moment because I go, uh, how did you become a Vikings fan? Are you from there? He goes, no. And there's a long pause. and I go, well, how did you, why are you a Vikings fan? And he goes, primary color. I go, what's the
2: primary color? It's, that's red and blue, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> red and blue and yellow. <laughs> It sounds like a Vikings fan, though. does Not a primary color. Too drunk to know his colors. Uh, it's
1: primary. <laughs> uh, okay, last thing. Uh, the lowest over-under for wins on the season. There's one team that stands alone. 4.5.
2: Mm-hmm. Let me flash through. The Buccaneers there's have got to be really low. There's a
1: bunch of 6.5 teams, but nobody is as low as this one team.
2: They're 5.5. 4-5? Five. Five. So they're full two wins under that. There's no five fives. Nope. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, uh, <they> <laughs> I'm gonna just run through the teams up uh, top my head. <laughs> I mean, not the Broncos. No, not definitely not the Broncos. I guess I could bu- Buccaneers.
1: The answer is the Arizona Cardinals.
2: Oh right, because Kyler. Yeah. He's still hurt, right?
1: Yeah, there's. He's probably coming back, but it's a question mark. And the rest of the teams. And terrible. even if he comes back, what does that mean? Yeah, they're you in know? a rebuild. I get it. I understand. Yeah, the, Buc- the Cardinals are one of the many six and five teams with the Texans and the Rams. Interesting.
2: Oh it, and, yeah, I, you know it's they've been they've been bad long enough. I should know They're but in your mind, you're like, well, the Rams.
1: <laughs> well, the Rams. No, the Rams, they're, they're they're did exactly what the Buccaneers did. I wish my team would do that. Spend all your money at once, go yep. all in, win the Super Bowl, suck for three years. Fine, I would happily trade that.
2: Yeah, I think as long as as long as it works, right. And usually yeah. you get a couple of year window. It by the way,
1: work, and then you still suck for a few. Years. That's true. Yeah, I mean.
2: I mean, the, the Packers kind of sort of, I don't know, it's been interesting to watch the Packers teeter on that brink. Like the Packers were never willing to go that one extra salary, that <laughs> one extra thing, you know? And and so and so they just, they, they hovered and then it's like, woo good luck. I'll see you in a while.
1: They could have helped Aaron Rodgers with some shit that wasn't Jordan Love. I understand why he was pissed about that. Oh, completely. Oh, completely. Yeah. I can't stand that guy, but
2: a hundred percent. Oh, you are you enjoying his Hard Knocks uh, performance? Very much. I I
1: find him to be so likable, and I and I don't like him. <laughs> you know,
2: like, uh, I mean, I do. I do. I still don't find him to be likable. I think he's a smug jerk. Um, but, he's I, I think smug, he, but he's
1: he's also playful, and he knows the details of some of the other players around, and he's kind and generous to these dudes, and they're from other complete, completely different walks of life, and. He's like one of them when he's with them. The players love him. I, I He's more likable than I thought he was going to be for sure.
2: Well, I mean, uh, keep in mind, they get to edit the footage and he is as media. And he knows the, the thing, camera's on the and he's right. He's as media savvy as any person in the NFL. And his media savviness comes from his disingenuity, disingenuity disingenuous. He basically <laughs> lies about how media savvy he is.
1: Right, yeah, I actually thought that when I was watching him because I found myself kind of grab. I was like, Oh, I like. I, I can't believe I like him. And then I'm like, Wait a minute, fucking Ella DeGeneres knows when the cameras are on. <laughs> you
2: know, like perfect example. He's the Ellen DeGeneres of the NFL. I, 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 yeah, I just I don't find him credible. But I do. I mean, I do think he has a true, like, total mastery of the game, and you can't not appreciate the mastery of the. I mean, like, it is like, dang, this
1: guy's good yeah they're going to be an interesting thing to watch this seeing
2: game. the coaches fawn over him though i think is a bad thing i think if the jets are if the jets don't if the jets don't work out it's going to be exactly because of robert sala and their weird dipshit defensive coordinator who just stand around going oh my god we have aaron Rodgers," and you just watch their wet panties hit the turf and it's just like fellas you're the coach like i mean it's not cool. going to help this guy's attitude when you like, Mr. Rogers. Can I can I please hold your clipboard?
1: <laughs>
2: you're the coach.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Give us some plugs. What do we? Where, where do they find you? Find you in Louisville at the Caravan.
2: Yeah, Louisville, the Comedy Caravan. Uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then next week I'll be at Acme. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, six shows. Uh, headlining. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So two good weeks in a row there. And then, uh, I'll be, um, the following Wednesday, September the 6th, I am hosting the Acme's funniest person in the twin cities contest. Uh, making a, hopefully, help somebody win some, some money. Uh, well, nice. I'll, I'll introduce them and they'll win some money and some people will lose. That'll be fun too. Uh, yeah. And then I'm on at uh, Twitter at real Brian Miller and on Instagram at funny, Brian Miller. And, um, Around.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. It's great to catch up with you, buddy. Yeah,
2: indeed. Season's coming up soon.
1: I know. La- next week is off, uh, and it's the last week off for this podcast for the next five and a half months. So Yeah, it's like,
2: woof, uh, the train car starts to tilt down, and he's like, woof, long, long, steep
1: drops. And then every year at about, like, January 15th, I'm like,
0: I'm tired of running football.
2: <laughs> oh, 100%. Now, I will say that you have it harder than me though because i'm in minnesota and so the the hardest time for me i'm excited about the beginning of the season but i still got like other stuff i want to do but Come November, it sucks around here. I have no reason to go outside on a Sunday. And so then it's like, yeah. well, why wouldn't I sit around and write football jokes and watch every game? And you know, yeah, right. so it's like totally necessary November, December, January.
1: I love it. I and even and even in January and February, I still like it, but it's hard to get my ass in the seat sometimes because yeah. it's been so much in a row. Uh so yeah, 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 yeah. I'm always very uh, try-
2: aware of like I'll look at my like, oh, this is the 19th week in a row we've done this, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, right. <laughs> well, you're awesome, and I always appreciate your help, man. It's, it's great to catch up with you. It's, it's, yeah, for sure. And uh,
2: I'll catch up right soon. I'll be, I'm, um, I'll be back on whenever.
1: Doing some fun gigs. All right, check me out. Kastaki.com has all the schedules for uh, for me. I'll be in Ohio and Provo and Albuquerque soon. Underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code ALLPROLINES. I promise you, it is it, if you're a fantasy dork, try best ball. It is so fun. And do a slow draft. It's totally worth it. All right. Take it easy, guys. We'll see you next time.